Yeah. You don't have to, we don't have an intro, you can just like I mean you know, you you listen all the time. Lee is one of our most devoted listeners. <laughs> oh god. It's like I feel the same way about the podcast that I feel about Westworld. Oh yeah? <laughs> Explain. <laughs> you just follow along but don't like it. <laughs> I mean, I listen to it. <laughs> just like wait, is it Yeah, we're going. Yeah, say whatever you want. That's the point. You're in it why, now. Why I hate Westworld. This is the issue, my issue with Westworld, is it's not, it's not suspenseful. Like, yeah. you basically know what's going to happen. And especially, like, since most of the characters are robots, if they die, they come back to life. Right. So there's no, it's not like Game of Thrones where, like, if somebody's dead, well... Well... <laughs> except for one uh, situation... Yeah. They're coming back to life. There's no stakes to anything yeah. that happens. And plus, like, I think it was since the third episode, like, I could just tell that, that it was, like, that multiple timelines. And, right. And it was just, like, yeah. there wasn't anything that was, like, surprising me every, every single time I watched it. Well, I think they're just trying to, like, fuck with us. So, like, this is why I hate J.J. Abrams. And, like, I, it kind of clicked for me because I was watching the after the episode for like I just let it go on and like the actors and the right I think it was Jonathan Nolan was talking about how he just loves writing with J.J. Abrams I forgot like J.J. Abrams was an executive producer on this and I was like that's why it fucking sucks because J.J. Abrams just does this thing <laughs> where he doesn't like in every single movie that he or show that he makes he inserts an element of like confusion or surprise just like he calls it like his uh, mystery box theory it's like what's in the box what's in the box like Star Wars, that fucking lightsaber, when she touches it and has all these flashbacks, like this, all these fucking Dolores walking through the shit with all these different outfits on. It's like, what time is it? What time is it? And it's like, there's no fucking reason at all to be doing that. He's just doing it so people yeah. are like confused and like, whoa! Distortion for the sake of distortion. Right. So when it seems cool. Yeah, so when his reveals happen and they're actually not that good of reveals, like they have more weight to him because he did that confusion and misdirect beforehand. But it's not an actual, like, talented thing to do on his part. He's just fucking it up to make his shitty plots seem less shitty. Well, I mean, that's what it is. It's like, when you put, like, a cliffhanger, it's like, are you watching because you actually like the show? Or are you exactly. watching because you're just like, I want to know what the fuck is about to happen so I can just be angry about it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were t- Last week, I literally said it may be the greatest show on TV right now. And now it's like... We hate Who said it. that? I said I can't believe you allowed that to come out of your mouth. I, I, I said it and then I sort of like walked it back. But yeah, no, no, I, I, I definitely like watching it. Now you remind but me I don't think it's good. It. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that it's good either. Yeah, because of all the things you said. Yeah. Well, who knows? Like I always let let the season finish first. There's one more finale tonight. tonight. Yeah. But I can't see it being anything. Can't wait until it's over. It will change my opinions. Well, they signed up. Oh, it's another thing too. I was reading that. They stopped production on it like six or uh, six months to a year ago, so they could start. They could flesh out character motives better to be ready to deliver like reveals in season five or six. So they're writing for the end already, which is a terrible thing to do early on because you're compromising your plot now to set up something down the line. Just like fucking shoehorn some dumbass like you know plot into now that's not going to make any sense until five seasons later like that's not a good way to write tv i mean i think that's ballsy of them on their part to even think that they're going to be around for fucking five seasons <laughs> yeah <laughs> they probably won't right? they got picked up for a second yeah because people will watch it because people will just watch whatever the hbo drama is does westworld have better ratings than leftovers 
I would assume so. It's way more high profile. Yeah, I mean, Westworld, I mean, left Leftovers doesn't get the publicity that I see yeah. in Westworld. It's all it should. everything. They're trying to get rid of Leftovers. It's so awful. It's the best show ever. It's my favorite of all time. I don't know. I didn't like the first season that much. Uh, I didn't watch the second season. It got, it got removed from on demand before I was... Really? When I, when I wanted to watch it, it was removed. You don't have HBO Go? Not hooked up. I mean, oh. I'm sure we do, but it's I don't have yeah, it. Yeah, you can get it on your laptop. Yeah. Um... All right, let's uh, let's talk about your Twitter account because I guess that yeah, no need for segues. We'll just we'll go right in. Uh, <laughs> so this is Lee. Lee has this Twitter account that's pretty famous, I guess. I'm fucking. <laughs> All right, no, <laughs> just I don't know. say some stuff. Famous is how I would describe it. I mean, it you're was, a celebrity. It was popular at at points. I mean, at, at points, I had thirty thousand. What's the what's the Twitter handle? The Naked Hangover. Cool. What what is it about? I mean, it's just that I mean, <laughs> naked and hung over. <laughs> I mean, it was really. I mean, we just how he came up with that like. name, basically like something to grab people's attention. And I think at the time when I I was naked and hung over when I was like thinking <laughs> of it, and I was like, this is this is perfect. So you made it with a um, friend? Yeah, my friend Greg. What was he doing while you were naked and hung over? He might have. He was in bed. Hung next to me. <laughs> <laughs> he he may have been in the bed actually. <laughs> um, no, so I mean, we just because I mean, I, I did stand up comedy a little bit in uh, college. Oh yeah, and how long ago was college? <laughs> well, ten <laughs> years ago, <laughs> ten years ago, I think maybe now at this point. Yeah, <laughs> and it was just, yeah. I mean, you gotta like love doing it, and I did not love doing it. I enjoyed writing, so mm. it was just like an easier writing tweets instead it. of yeah. Being Even though it's a pain in the ass because like you're limited, it's, you have only so many characters you're able to use yeah. so like there's a lot of times yeah. you would think of something and you couldn't wasn't able, you weren't able to like do it you can send multiple tweets you to can, make a joke uh, yeah. you, can, you can send multiple tweets yeah, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't it has it doesn't to be like work. part of the yeah. joke yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, does, it doesn't come off and like we actually ended up uh, they put our, some one of our tweets on uh, there's a show on Fox called Laughs where I had to they like messaged me and they're like we want to put one of your tweets <laughs> Can you go? Can you record it for us, and like send it to us so we can like put it on? Record your own tweet, like me saying it. So I like literally sat, uh, went into my closet, <laughs> closed the closet, and I'm literally just reading this tweet over and over again to like try to like get it right. I'm just sending them these recordings. Just an audio clip of <laughs> yeah. But then they like so. I mean, I watched the episode and they were cause they cut you out. No, I mean basically it's like they show clips of like people doing stand up and then they're like. Here's like some funny comedian tweets or something like that, and then they have like me saying like the tweet. And, like, it's so weird. What would you remember the tweet was? Yeah, uh, not it, it. It's not off the top of my head. But I know what. This is your shouting moment. You don't remember? I mean, when you just have so much comedy gold that <laughs> you don't I mean, really like remember everything. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can look it up if you want. We'll come back to it. Um, so you guys got up to what is it? Nineteen thousand Twitter followers. We got up to thirty. Oh, where did they go? I mean, we haven't tweeted. Eleven thousand. Very, very. What do you, I tweet. I don't tweet that much. You're at nineteen Once, right now. 19, you were 19, at thirty. Yeah. How do you go yeah, back? Do people, what, people just unfollow because yeah. you're not tweeting. But how do they? People would like follow 
you and if I didn't follow them they would like message me and freak out at me and I'm like like you, I, I, you're, you're following me like what do you want from me like and then, so, then, so then we just started following everybody that followed just to like because we didn't care. oh I saw that actually you were following 20,000 people I was like yeah. how does Lee have time to click follow because like somebody time? would follow you and it was just like getting to the point where people would like start sending like you're an asshole for not fo- I'm like, <laughs> how is that? You're the one that like chose to like follow me, so you, we just started like following whoever followed. You us. can't set it up that it automatically refollows people. Not the whole. I, I I can't really wrap my mind around this. Who who gets mad about that? People on Twitter. Well, people have used Twitter as an actual job, not like I work for a company and I'm the social media advisor and I put tweets together. People just go on Twitter for a job to try to recruit followers. Yeah, like these YouTube celebrities and like Twitter people. And, reality TV stars, like their job is to just be on Twitter all the time mm. and say enough engaging bullshit that they can get sponsored. So if someone follows the Naked Hangover, the Naked Hangover doesn't follow them back, they're... That's, Fuck that's, you, Naked Hangover! It's hurting their livelihood. So the joke was, muffins are just cupcakes that woke up in the morning and said, screw it, no makeup, I'm just wearing sweatpants and a hoodie today. And that's what they... Oh, that's cute. <laughs> but like, we made a White girls probably love that. <laughs> I mean, I, I I used it on my Bumble profile. Let me tell you, it really <laughs> brought the girls in. Girls came buzzing in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's clever. <laughs> but we, I don't know, I, we tweeted a like a rape joke one time, mm-hmm. and like it wasn't it wasn't, like even, like, it wasn't even like it wasn't even it wasn't even a bad joke. It was like I think the joke was. Uh, I can't even remember. Getting to the outer limits of the maze here. I can't remember. It had something to do with, like, uh, no means no except through duct tape. It sounds a lot like yes. That that was was the tweet. Okay, cool. And this, like, rape advocacy, like, Twitter, like... There was a a group caught it or something like that. It started, like... Bombarding me, the social justice warriors, came like out. bombarding me with like <laughs> messages about like <laughs> joking about rape and stuff like that, and I was like, "This is insane." Yeah. Did that make you pull back a little? Oh bit? no! It just made me like. Did you want to do yeah, more? <laughs> it's crazy, the, like how offended people get about shit. Which is like, don't read it. Like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no one's like reading that tweet and they're like, "I'm gonna go rape somebody now because of that." <laughs> He is right. Yeah, if you put duct tape on, it couldn't get a yes sound like yes. Experiment with this. Yeah, it's so crazy that people like they don't understand if something is said within comedy that it's meant as a joke. They're you're not condoning rape because like some people read that and think, wow, he he duct taped a girl's mouth and then she he said, hey, do you want to do it? And she she said no, but it sounded like yes. So then I just raped her. That people might think that's what happened. It's the Tosh bit. Have you ever heard that where he was like in the middle of a bit? And like, so he did this, I think he just walked on to one of like Laugh Factor or something like that. He didn't have a planned show, but he got up and he didn't have any material. So he's like, I don't know, what do you guys want me to talk about? And someone screamed a rape from the audience. <laughs> and I think he made like some joke that I forget what he'd said, but then like someone, like some woman from the audience was like, it's not funny to joke about rape. And he was like, but you know what would be funny? If five guys just raped you right now. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, you got in a lot of trouble for that. Yeah. But it was a fucking happens. joke. Like, it's a joke. It would have been funny if, you know, she said it's not funny to joke about popsicles. And, like, she got hit with five popsicles. That would have been funny, too. <laughs> like, the same gist of the joke. But it was just rape, so people get up in arms about it. I mean, that's the issue with, I mean, with any comedy. Like, if yeah. you're... 
gonna take everything seriously, then <laughs> don't <laughs> go to a comedy show. Yeah. Because, like, you're gonna talk about... Because I remember I when I did stand-up comedy, I, I had a joke. Some, I was talking about, like, the uh, Jesus being born. And the whole, like... Fun topic. The whole getting pregnant and not having sex and I was like oh, born from a virgin yeah. yeah and I was like that sounds a lot like God raped her and like <laughs> let me tell you the reaction I got to that <laughs> did people laugh some people did but some people got very angry about that and I was just like did they bang your Twitter account with me and messages I actually didn't have I didn't have the Twitter account then but they're like it's not good when you're doing stand-up and you just have half of the audience go get, turn against you. Yeah, this is a question. Nice. I remember when I had an OkCupid profile. There's a there's a question like, do you think that anything can be funny under the right circumstances? I mean, it's like God raping someone. I think that was a funny joke. <laughs> I mean, I think I want to live in a world where anything can be funny. Right. No matter. I mean, that's how I what I believe, but it's more like individual person how you're yeah. going to be offended by yeah. something. Well, people like, think they need to take up these calls, like these rape advocacy groups. I'm not saying like people who are in rape advocacy groups are bad people. It's no. definitely a good mission of them to try to stop rape. Right, they should want to be going after people that actually rape. Right. There's, um, there's a few comedians that I've heard say this where they say if you zoom out far enough, anything can be funny. And it, it's only not funny if it's if it's direct and it's, it's like in your life. If it's happened to you or you know someone it's happened to. Because if I don't know, people make 9-11 jokes on the Comedy Central roast all the time, and people... and It's become funny. It's funny. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, like, expected now, because yeah. the guy they're making it about doesn't care. Right. Yeah, and that's, I mean, objectively, the least funny thing that can happen, but it, somehow it becomes comedy. If you if it's clever enough, then people will laugh. 9-11 was definitely one of the least funny days of all time. But even you're saying that <laughs> and you're chuckling for some reason, because I don't, I don't know. Well, that's why one of the safest things to do, when, at least from what I've experienced if, when you're making any joke, is if you're making it about yourself. No matter how bad it is, people will accept it more than yeah. if it's just the, the self-deprecating stuff. Is real, yeah, like even if they've experienced, but if you're basically making something that you experienced, they're like okay with it because like at least you're experienced that and you're not making fun of them. Right, it's like right. you're all a bunch of assholes, but I am too. So yeah. whatever, like that's fine. Yeah. There's um oh the thing about um, people going to comedy shows and getting offended by comedy. It's not even just a comedy thing. Like if you went to an action movie and complained that the the producers condone killing and and driving too fast, then you, know, you shouldn't go to those movies. I, I think that people do this in every area, not just comedy. And do you think people have these reactions because they feel like they need to get worked up over a cause, or they're just yeah. stupid? Comedy <laughs> <laughs> get worked up about it's most whatever, versus yeah. like who the person is. Yeah, like I made a joke one time about um, Michael J. Fox and I said that they I was talking about how they're you got a real risque <laughs> routine <laughs> how they're how they're all these sequels that they're coming out now and I was like they should make a Back to the Future another Back to the Future and in this one Marty has to go to the future to get the cure for Parkinson's <laughs> and like people did not like that and then maybe like two months later he was on Curb Your Enthusiasm making fun of his Parkinson's and people were okay with that yeah. I made the same exact joke and I was like that's we're not ready yeah, for that that's and a I'm great like, episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm making the, the joke himself like I did exactly what he did but two months earlier yeah but you're but it's I, because I wasn't him yeah 
it wasn't okay, but he made the joke the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> you think he, the curb stole the joke from you? It kind of sounds like it. They may have. Did you tweet it? No. <laughs> Do you have any jokes that were, like, relatable and not mean? You know, just, like, nice uh, PG comedy? I mean... <laughs> Can you give us one example? <laughs> I don't... The thing is, like, I've done it so long ago that I don't, like, have them on yeah. the top of my head. I mean, my, some of my tweets on Twitter, they're not, like, bad. Oh, the muffin cupcake thing is I mean, nice. Yeah, I mean, it's a lovely a tweet. <laughs> I mean, it's it's giving it's giving uh, <laughs> encouragement to women that like you don't need makeup. Like you're still yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you're still a doing. human. I'll still have sex with you. Like it doesn't matter. I'm still gonna eat this muffin. <laughs> so muffins are better than cupcakes. <laughs> Put alcohol in me, and I will still make that bad decision. <laughs> the muffin looks like a cupcake if you're drunk enough. <laughs> Sometimes uh, that should be a follow. I should s- s- follow up. I sh- that should be a sequel yeah. to my tweet. Do you want to tweet it right now? <laughs> you write a whole bit about this muffin. <laughs> Don't worry, you eleven thousand people. We didn't follow back. We're coming. There. <laughs> so I want to ask you, like, how did you get? Like, I don't know how, because we ourselves are obviously trying to get more publicity with this and more followers. Like, how does? I know there's different ways to do it, and like you obviously need influence. But like, how do you organically grow an account to where thirty thousand people are following it? So I mean. I mean, at least for us, like, we, I mean, we followed some people who had, like, Twitter accounts that, that had influence, who had, like, 30, 40, 50,000 followers, and, like, I would retweet some of their stuff, mm-hmm. and then they would see that, and then they would read my, and they would start retweeting my stuff, and then, like, the more people you have retweeting your stuff, more people, their followers are seeing, and they're like, oh, like, let me just follow this account, yeah. so that you just start having more and more people follow you. That's how Twitter works, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, if you're... The content that you're putting out there is relevant and people want to keep on coming back and reading your content. If your content's good enough. Yeah, then yeah. you're going to get followers. And, like, yeah, we had people that thought we were funny, so, like, they, <laughs> <laughs> they followed us. And... Yeah. I guess, yeah, it's... Um, it probably helps that you're being a little bit offensive because... Any publicity, I mean, not all publicity is good publicity, but all publicity equals more followers. So by that logic, yeah, just say anything. I remember that there was one day where I got, I think I got like 150 new Twitter followers, which was about as many as I already had, like doubled in like an hour because I tweeted a Chad Ochocinco. This is in college. (laughs) And um, I said that he... Him being so nice to everyone on Twitter made him seem really fake and like an asshole. And he he just responded, "Shut the fuck up, you peckerhead." <laughs> that was all he said. And a lot of yeah, people were just following me based on that. Don't follow this peckerhead. <laughs> well, I mean, that's if you have one joke, one good joke mm-hmm. that like that's enough, hits sometimes. that hits, and like it gets popular. I mean, that you can get thousand followers from that yeah or you just make a really absurd prediction like during the world series that you may have seen it the kid who was like there was, he he tweeted two years ago it's going to be 2016 cubs indians world series game seven extra innings and then the world's gonna end and when it went to extra innings in game seven he like people were retweeting his tweet he's probably got millions of followers now just because of that dumb prediction. I, well i think he went from he had like no followers and now he's probably got like people find tens of thousands but yeah I, I don't know but he was fucking wrong the world is still going so yeah. fuck him two yeah. out of three ain't bad, though. <laughs> yeah it's pretty good it's a pretty good prediction well i remember when that i think it was the powerball when it was the powerball it was like 
a billion dollars or something like. Do you remember like it was like maybe like months ago, maybe okay, or a I year where so. the, the Powerball got to like one point mm, two billion dollars or something high. ridiculous. Yeah. And the night that somebody won the actual Powerball, um, a bunch of people made fake took like a picture and photoshopped like a ticket with the right numbers on there and then they would create these Twitter accounts and I think maybe even Instagram just putting that picture and they got 50,000 followers just because they're like if you retweet like the first a thousand people that retweets this I'll give you give like ten thousand dollars or something like that and like people are following and like <laughs> yeah. retweeting it so dumb. oh my god people are so stupid that <laughs> shit all the time we've been talking a lot about how dumb people are and I uh, feel like we maybe we're doing a bit too much we're gonna start turning people off just be like you're stupid you're yeah. stupid no I, I don't think it's it's just people fall into these traps occasionally i guess we do also we're not any different except that we're trying to be more aware of it but i've the point of preaching sense right? preaching some sense <laughs> um i've been well i guess i want to start asking this question to people to see where it leads us because I, I thought of it last week and it seemed really interesting to me. Pat myself on the back. Um, trying to figure out it, what it is that people think about, just in general. Like, so, like what are your what priorities is in, your brain? in life? <laughs> like, when you wake up in the morning, what is going through your mind for the most majority of the day? Like, besides trying to not to make it seem like you're going to rape people. <laughs> I mean, and I guess work and stuff. I don't really have that much going. I mean, it's like what? <laughs> I mean, I don't have children. I don't really have to provide for anybody. Yeah. Like, I just have to make sure that I'm not drunk enough or hungover enough where I can get myself to work Monday through <laughs> Friday or <laughs> be able to like do some kind of work. I mean, and then it's like on the weekends, it's you're just living around the weekends pretty much. Right? I mean, for the most part. Yeah. I mean, it's like I don't hate my job at all. Like, I enjoy like you know going to work, but it's like you're working to like be able to do the things that you want to do in your spare time yeah. um you know trying to figure out what so lee's a pretty to. boring guy so <laughs> <like> <laughs> just trying to get by my nine to five make the weekend here but like yeah i guess some people you know wake up and focus on quitting their job to become a stand-up comedian like putting the work into that like what am i going to do today or how am i going to do this differently they're they, a lot of their thoughts are taken up by their stand-up comedy routine or some people wake up and just can't stop caring about the state of affairs in the world, like yeah. politics and all that bullshit. Like they gotta read all their articles they can. Like Monday mornings when there's a good HBO show on, like after Game of Thrones, I'm spending most of my day reading Reddit theories. <laughs> like that's what's taking up my time. But I guess most people are just kind of focused on themselves. I mean, it's like I mean, I do all of those things. It's just like it's not worth worrying about the problems in the world because like I'm not going to be able to fix any of them. So yeah. it's like. Why stress myself out about it? Like, yeah, the whole, you know, global warming. Like the fact that there are people that don't believe that. What are you gonna do? I'm just like, what am I gonna do? Like, there's nothing I can do. Like, it just makes me angry. Yeah, yeah. I guess there's two different ways to kind of think about that. There's people who are working towards a specific goal. It doesn't even have to be that specific. Where, um, or just people who are just not thinking about anything in particular, just trying to get by and keep surviving at an instinctual level. But, I don't know. It's also I'm at the age now where it's like I people expect that your life should be in a certain direction, yeah. and the direction that my that my life is going in is not that expected direction. I mean, people expect you to have children and getting married, and I'm getting drunk, and then <laughs> you're still living like a college kid. Yeah, you're basically it's 
let me find some girls to take home, but I need, really need to make sure that I don't impregnate them because I don't want to be stopping. Funny you say that. That's, <laughs> those are always the hopes, um, but you know, sometimes you gotta live with the consequences <laughs> of your actions. I don't actually know what I've stumbled into, so <laughs> you can clap uh, if I you mean, want or not. I, no, no, no. I mean, I was seeing somebody who. Uh, doesn't take birth control. Doesn't like to put. Uh, we know what you mean by chemicals. That. Like oh, how it's, she. She just doesn't want. She doesn't believe in medicine, basically. I, if she believes in medicine. She just doesn't like to put like want to put that into her body. You know. Okay. Sure. And it's a perfectly fair reason. Yeah. She also uh, is pro life as well. So I'm pro life. I mean, if everyone's pro life, we don't want people to die. But go on. But, Sorry. Pro choice. <laughs> so <laughs> pro living. <laughs> and I'm. Not the greatest when it comes to using condoms. I, I mean, I, I carry them on me at all times. But more of a sign of safety <laughs> yeah, than anything else. Just in the situation. Like, I'm not going to rig like, you with a condom, am I? Come on. But when, you know, alcohol is going, you don't make the best decisions all the time. Or so with her, I would kind of, I knew her menstrual cycle and when, like, you know... <laughs> She was. <laughs> I knew when, like the time, like I, I, it was very unlikely for me to get her pregnant. So, I would use. I didn't use condoms a lot with her. And then also there were times when I was just like, it was probably in that golden area where like, you can get pregnant, and I would still <laughs> make bad decisions and just hope that. <laughs> yeah. I got lucky. Yolo. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that that's the end of the story. I mean, well, I think we were talking about this a little yeah. before, but he was saying, like, if something did happen, he's at the point where he'd kind of be all right with it with this person. Whereas, like, sometimes <laughs> you make other decisions with other people where you're like, that would have been a terrible mistake. I, yeah. But, like, I, getting to the point in your life where you're okay with it, with the person you're doing it with, where it wouldn't be that right. bad. Like, it's an accident, but it's still like, okay, like, we get along. We can we can it, just... I mean, that's exact, kind of exactly how I explained it to Danny. <laughs> I, was like, I, I was like, I can... Be okay with having to deal with this person for the rest of my life. Like, if we oh, had, that's like, a sweet. Child. I think he said, "I wouldn't freak out." Yeah, <laughs> that's how he justified it. Because <laughs> I remember I told my roommate I was like, "This this girl, like, she thinks there's a possibility she can be pregnant." And he was like, "Why aren't you freaking out right now?" I was like, "I don't know. Like, I'm like, I'm with her. Like, it's whatever. Like, I, I have to deal with it. Like, it would definitely change my life, and it would make yeah. me have to do yeah. things a lot differently, but." <laughs> It wouldn't, like, ruin my life, as opposed to if some random girl that I was walking down the street and started talking to it took me home and I got her pregnant, that would probably ruin my yeah. life. Or some yeah. girl you met on vacation sends you a Snapchat that says we need to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk. <laughs> Block. <laughs> That's, I liked your joke. Thing. I, don't know if, I don't know if we caught it. The joke that I wear condoms so people know I'm not a rapist. Yeah. <laughs> it's a sign of make them feel safe. Yeah. It, it implies consent. Yeah, yeah, kind of. It's a good strategy. <laughs> I mean, it, gave, it gives her like thirty seconds to like run while you're trying to put it on. At least. <laughs> or you're just like a, a raper that is worried about getting an STD or something yeah. like that. You know, you're not. Uh, I shouldn't go too much farther with this. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have. People it's gonna get offended. It's you're gonna, gonna get get people coming at you. Trust me. Which yeah. probably already offended. Penn State didn't make the football playoff. That's all I'll say about it. So you. Lee, you don't really, 
you really have no interest in serious relationships. Is that is that where you're going? Like you no. would you would accept one if it happened by accident? No, I I it has I have no problem with being in a relationship with somebody, but I I don't feel that I need. I think a lot of people feel like they need to it's be expected of them in a relationship. But they get to a certain age and they feel like I. I mean, I understand it for women because like there's like a time period and then like if they want to have children like they, they gotta hit it yeah. by like a you got a small like window a set, yeah right. um so like i get it on a woman's for like a woman to be like i need to like get married or like be in a relationship but right. like for men i don't think they have to and i don't think that you should force something with someone just because you think you need to be in a relationship so i mean there are girls that i know that i enjoy having sex with and <laughs> but I know that I would not be able to deal with them I don't want their actual daily. problems <laughs> yeah like it's just not worth it to me yeah. um but there are people that I have met that I'm like I can deal with this person and I'm okay with handling their problems yeah. like that's how Lee justifies relationships. Like, it wouldn't be terrible. It's like most people earn relationships because they enjoy the other person's company and they get something out of being with them. But some people are just like, I can stand this person enough to continue having sex with them. Well, I mean, I saw somebody for off and on for two years, and she made my life a living hell, <laughs> basically. And I was just like, I, I was sitting there at one point, and I was just like. If I get this girl pregnant and I have to like marry her, I'm gonna wanna murder her, the child, and myself. <laughs> I was like, I, I can't do this to myself. I was like, I was like, I literally, she would drive me crazy every single day. Just, she was not compatible with me. And it was just like, I was trying to force myself into something that like, there's no reason to do it. How did it end up lasting as long as it did? Because I'm very easygoing, and I just let any for the most. I just let I'm like, all right, you you want to like yell at me? Go ahead, like whatever. You'll, you'll get over this. And, yeah. and like she, I don't care. She was very um, allowed me to do some things that she didn't know I was doing, but like she just like I was. So able how to, was she like, allowing it? She didn't know about it. <laughs> she was. Let's put this way: I was able to do things and that I wanted to do that you probably she probably wouldn't like but she just wasn't aware of it you mean with other people she was like yeah I mean I was avoiding the whole we're in a relationship like I was like okay. when she brought that up I changed the subject and I was like other people <laughs> think that we're together I wouldn't say I think that we're together so like I wouldn't have a guilty conscience when I did bad things yeah. with other people you mean okay. you were in the window where it was just good enough where she didn't feel like she had to snoop into other behaviors of yours. I mean, she just thought that I was an alcoholic and just got drunk and passed out, which, I mean, oh. part of that was true, but yeah, then there was other far from the truth things there. That, That's the beginning and the end of the story. There was a middle that yeah. she was just not, not paying attention to. There's just, like, parts that I didn't explain. Right. Or parts that you don't remember, so whatever. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, true, see, J.J. So. Abrams' subtlety works, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to, like, put it, the confusion in everyone's face all the time. A little subtlety goes a long way. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, it's just like, and then it gets to a point where she, I wasn't giving her the emotional support that she needed all the time. And, you know, she, they just look elsewhere. And, I mean... I you're just like okay. Was okay. I mean, 
I was okay with it. At the end, I was like, this is fine. Because it was like, when I wasn't with this person, I was so much happier. And well, once you realize that, I think a lot of people don't realize that until... Because there's a weird period when you're about to break up with someone, or if you just had like a fight and you think it's going to be over, where you're like, mm, maybe I should reconsider this. You're in an emotional state. You're not making the best decisions. And that's why a lot of people end up going back to each other when they shouldn't. But after you have that realization where it's like, okay, this person fucking sucked. And like, my life is better without them. It's real like, comforting and freeing feeling. Pete Holmes says that he, um, if he dumps you, he's already built in a three-week grace period. Like you, yeah. she's like, "Oh no, let's just see if it'll work." He's like, "No, I've been, I've been playing this out for three weeks now. I made this decision a while ago. <laughs> this is, this is the part where I want to see if I'm being too hasty." Yeah, that's well, a good amount of time. Well, I think people also make that mistake too. Is they'll break up and they always end up getting back together to like try it out, and then it always fails. Like there's a I think it was Kansas State University. There was uh, a professor did a study where they um, surveyed, I think it was like, I don't know the exact number, but it was students on the campus and like, uh, if they're dating somebody, if they broke up, like how long like they were dating. And like basically the study found that like, people that like broke up ended up getting back together with the person. But then I think it was like, you were more likely to end up breaking up with this person than getting back with them or staying with them. And it You're saying the second try failed way more often than a first try. Yeah, like it's yeah. like you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna relapse, you're gonna get back with this person, but it's not it's not gonna last and you're just better off like moving on. And it's usually the person that gets broken up with that's willing to like once that person to like come back to them because they think that like they can change and it, your yeah. your problems never go away. Like yeah. you, you you don't fix those problems. If you have those problems, they're gonna yeah, stay there. Cynical. They might like <laughs> for like a couple months. They might not be there, but eventually yeah. they're gonna pop up again. Like it's makes like, sense. You have to find somebody that like is the right fit for you. But people change though. So I I've been thinking about this like in terms of marriage. It seems unreasonable to expect that two people who are compatible now will just. Like, as two people evolve, that they could easily just develop differently, and then they're just not compatible anymore. And, and that's why they get divorced. That's I mean, why there's a lot of divorce. I mean, that's the, that's the issue. I mean, with marriage, when thousands of years ago, like, when people would get, like, married, I mean, you were living to 30. So yeah. you, were, you were pledging yourself yeah. to somebody for eight years. Fuck now it. you're doing it for <laughs> 60 years. Yeah. Like That's too long. Our brains don't even fully develop till we're, like, now, like, 25. So yeah. to get married before that, that really sucks. Your brain develops at 25 fully, and then the life expectancy is like that. Like, no one has reached the pinnacle of intelligence at all. I guess that's why yeah, society sucked then. Everyone's just really stupid. <laughs> I mean, you walk outside and you get killed by a saber-toothed tiger or something yeah. like that. Like, that was the end. Now we're, we're worried like, about fucking who took the trash out or the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But even now, like, we, we know that we'll be way smarter or just more aware in our own lives. I mean, like, even for myself, I know that when I'm 35, I'll be smarter than I am now. I can make decisions better then. People just want to jump into these long-term relationships so young, and it's... Well, I also think that, I mean, you have people that get into relationships and get married 
for the wrong reasons. Like maybe it, like it's just because they're attracted to this person. Like yeah. the, the the relationship is based off of just a physical attractiveness or being attracted to this person. It's not like I think that's how all relationships start. They start off that way, but like I think sometimes they just stay that way. And when there's when you're not connecting on like another level, like you don't like being around this person all the time. Like yeah. you and you get married to these people just because like you're attracted to them, like those things will go away. Like no matter what, yeah. your looks are gonna go away. And mm-hmm. then it's like, gets to the point, like do you just enjoy being with this person all the time? And I think that's what you have to look for if you wanna actually have like a successful yeah. marriage right. and not like I'm just attracted to this person, I wanna have sex with them. And then like all of a sudden you're 50 and like, the girl's breasts are dropping and you're just like, I want to have sex with a 25 year old yeah. now and like, yeah. I don't want to be around this person. And then you're, you're screwed in yeah. that situation. It's also that like you like attract attractiveness, like covers up a lot of other shit. Like a lot of times in my life, like I've seen a girl or like went up to try to talk to a girl that like based on her being attractive, I also think she's going to have like a good personality and be cool and nice <laughs> and like just because she's hot like she'll have these other things but then you start talking to her and you realize she's fucking really stupid or she's a huge bitch or like you're just not compatible with each other at all and it's like oh well I wish I could have known that before I started talking to her but you need to find the balance between someone like who you're actually attracted to and you can't actually you know, be compatible with and spend time with and people aren't really checking off all those boxes when they're jumping in these long-term relationships. That's yeah. why I just say, just go have sex with the girls and just see if, uh, if the, the other things there. are there. Yeah, start there. with having sex. <laughs> like, I get angry when girls don't have sex. And I'm like, this is doing worse for you. Like, you not having sex with me is making me like you less. Like, you have a better chance of, like, pulling me in if we do have sex. <laughs> right, you're not, you're going to end it right there if she doesn't want to. Like, I mean, there are girls who are like, I've, talk to where they're like hold out uh, like I have a 17 dates rule or some shit I, like I don't have the things I don't have a rule it's just like it gets to a point where like a month and I'm just like I'm not waiting this long like it's, the, it's not worth it to me yeah. can we talk about the the arbitrary rules because I'm sure you've dealt with this a lot where girls will say like we have to go on three real dates or we have to know each other for two weeks or we have to I don't know whatever the numbers are before anything physical can happen I think they're just scared that you'll just that you're just using them for... But, like, with those, I always wonder, like, what scientific research did you do to know that that is the, you know, by that point, you're going to have all of the intel that you need to make the decision on whether or not to have sex with somebody? I, I mean, when people do this, like, three dates, I, I mean, like, I get it. Like, a girl doesn't want to be used, but, like, right. if you're, like you have to go on three dates. It's like, I'm going to use you and go for on those three, three dates. It's <laughs> like, either way, like, I'm going to use you. It's going to, it's going to be for three dates. It's just yeah. going to be, we have sex right away. Right. Like it's not doing anything. <laughs> yeah, you're a patient like, guy. Me going three dates with you. isn't going to be like, yeah. Oh, now I'm in love with Like now I want to stay because we had three dates instead of us having sex and then me deciding if I wanted to take right. you out. It'd be way easier to just let it progress naturally. And like you do it when you feel that's right. You yeah. don't need some like, okay, we've had three dates and it still feels right. Or it's like, okay, it's been 10 dates and it do- still doesn't feel right. Like anything, just do it like based on how you're feeling in the moment. Like these fucking arbitrary timelines are so dumb. <laughs> I mean, I can't tell you the last time that I actually went on three dates with a girl before 
having sex with that person. Like, I, I mean, your rule is college. zero dates. <laughs> I mean, I don't have my rule is like, if you want to have sex, like, let's have sex. Like, yeah. we don't have to go on a date. Like, we yeah, let's do whatever I, we want. We'll go on dates, but it's not like. I have to take you on a date, and now they're like, "What is this prostitution? Like, I'm paying, I'm buying you dinner, and then you're gonna let me have sex? Like, just have sex with me." But it's like if you do that the first night you meet someone, or if you do it after three dates or whatever, it's like the person's gonna know if the feeling was right afterwards. Like, if they want to keep talking to you, they'll keep talking to you, and if they don't want to, and that was their only goal, you shouldn't feel used. It's just like, okay, that well, that's saving you some time. Like that person didn't. Wasn't interested in you in any regard. You need it to as like sort of a learning. It's experience. a chemistry builder in yeah, itself. Exactly. Like, Fuck. Well, well said. That's exactly what I wanted to say. I, I mean, I've dated someone for over two years, and the the first night I met her, met with her at a bar, we got drunk and went and had sex, and I went and dated her for for over two years. Like it, it has nothing to like the girl that I was just seeing. Like the first night I ever met her. I went and had sex with I her. Sent to see her here. I sent some shred for you. Like you're bringing me in when you do that. Like <laughs> he you're, does well. Like you're giving me right, something there. Yeah. It's a good start. For yeah. Some people. <laughs> you're like I'm like I know that I can, so I'm not gonna get rid of this. Like yeah. you'll find somebody that might not let exactly. me have sex with them. Yeah. Right. Just like having sex with someone isn't gonna magically change the way they feel about you. They're gonna be feeling the same way. Like if they want to spend the time with you, leading up to the point where they have sex, yeah. like if they like you, they'll do that. If they don't, they won't. And because honestly, like. I feel like I have deeper conversations with those girls while I'm in bed after having sex with them than I would if I'm sitting at like a date with them. Because then you're just trying to woo them and yeah. you're just saying Then I'm like, alright, got it. Like now like be honest with you. Like you let me put my penis inside of you so like I can tell you like some shit now. <laughs> I wonder how many female listeners this is going to get on the We're only trying to help, ladies. We're only trying to help. If you're trying to court the lead, just, just fucking right away. Just take... I mean, I was at Texas, I was at Texas Arizona, uh, two weeks ago, and there was this Asian, this attractive Asian girl. She was there with this guy, and I, I was sitting there with, uh, my roommate, his girlfriend, and one of our friends, and his girlfriend goes, that girl over there wants to fuck you. And I'm like, I'm like, what? And like, I look, and she's like, that girl's been staring at you. And I was like, I was like, she's with, she's like with her boy, she's like making out with her boyfriend right there. And so I was like, whatever. So maybe like 15 minutes later, I go down to go to the bathroom. I go to the bathroom, I, I walk out, and that girl's standing right at the bathroom, and she's she grabs me, and she's like, I want to fuck you and try to pull me into the, the Texas what? Arizona girl's bathroom. And I was like, I, like I'm not going to just like, I was like, I don't know, one, I don't know you, which isn't, I mean, that, that doesn't matter, like, <laughs> as you can see, but it's just like, I'm not going to fuck you in the Texas Arizona bathroom. I'm like, I have some kind of standards here. So this is Lee not wants a normal to be taken on a date first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like wine and dime me. <laughs> How's the story end? I ran upstairs. I just like I was like no, and like these two girls walked down. And like, did we just see that like happen? Like that girl like trying to like pull you into the bathroom. And I was like, yeah, and I just went upstairs. And I don't know. I think Man, she left or something. Those girls were like, damn, it wasn't gonna work. <laughs> they went back upstairs. Yeah, she, they're like, oh, we we're gonna do that too. <laughs> it's not a good strategy, ladies. So what did you do? Do you think to like get her to be so interested? I have no. I, I mean, I asked. I asked my friend. I mean, I was like, because like. 20 minutes later, some other girl, like, tried to pull me away, and I'm like, what? Like, I don't, I was like, I don't get it. I was, I was like, I literally don't get it, because I'm not doing anything, and the guy I was with, I mean, he's like, 
a tall and attractive guy. I was like, I, I, I would understand because I see it happen to him all the time. Like girls, like we would go out and girls would like pull him, and I'm like, I don't, I don't understand why it's happening to me right now. <laughs> You're just like a regular sized regular. Yeah, like guy. <laughs> it did, didn't make sense. And like the next night, I was out and started talking to this one girl, and my friend was like, oh. One of our boys is like in love with this girl, and I was like, "Whatever, like whatever." I, she, she, <laughs> I, I, I don't care. Like, I'll find somebody else. So I started talking to this other girl. I went back with this girl, and she, we were like hooking up, and then I guess I didn't know there were roommates. And then she, she gets a text, and she was like, "Oh, my roommate's yelling at me right now because she." wanted to have sex with you. She was like, she was like, just leave and go and have sex with her. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what is going on here? I was like, this weekend's been insane. Like, these women are like throwing, like fighting over like having sex with me. And I was like, I don't understand why. It's because you're so honest. You just say it like it is. And I, I don't, still don't think that's why somebody would have sex with you. That's <laughs> weird. I guess it might also have to do with the part of the country we live in where people are uh, very forward in their oh, motives. Yeah. And, like, you know, girls get fucking hammered. And they're just gonna act on their primal instincts of. I mean, definitely getting a baby in this them. area is is <laughs> it, it helps. Like yeah. living, if you live in the suburban area, things like this want to be happening. Yeah. But well, you can literally, if you talk to a girl and she doesn't want to talk to you, you can turn to your right and talk to this girl, and maybe she'll talk, want to talk to you. And plenty of fish. Yeah, there's. Yeah, <laughs> I guess uh, one thing I'm curious of is. If you're meeting a girl at a bar like that, how much of an effort do you have to make to make her feel comfortable that it happened like organically and you didn't just like use her? I, I guess because that's that's the maybe fear she's they have, right? using you. I mean, well, it sounds yeah. like they were trying to in that in those two cases that you just mentioned, but that's probably not usually how it goes. I mean, I, I think it's. I mean, if you if you meet somebody at the bar and you go and have sex with them and then you. Or like I like this person and I want to be in a relationship with this person <laughs> I mean you're gonna have to put effort in there like you, you, you're not yeah. you can't just be like oh like let's go out to the bar or like the next weekend and like get drunk and have sex again right like, I mean obviously she's gonna realize <laughs> that like, sounds like a good date to me <laughs> I mean I try it I mean I try it but it's like <laughs> that doesn't work I mean yeah. you just have to you gotta make the girl think that like yeah you, or at least show her, like, your actions, like, that you're interested in, you want to be with this person. I guess what I'm asking is, in the situations where it's not for a real relationship, how much are you consciously lying? None, I don't. Okay. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's not worth it. And I think that's, um, honestly, I think that's what has helped me in the past be able to sleep with some of these girls, is the fact that I'm, I'm, I'm not lying to these people to, like, have sex with them. Like, if you don't like what you're getting... Then like that's fine. I'll go <laughs> you don't talk like to somebody what you're else. Getting. <laughs> like if you don't like what's coming out of my mouth, right? Like that that's <laughs> fine. But like I'll you're find not somebody like else. What happens yeah. next? I think that's and I a, think they like realize that I'm like honest with them, and they're like, all right, like because like when I hit on a girl, or for the most part, the first thing I say to them, I go up and I'm like, you're gorgeous, because I'm telling them right away, like I I'm, I'm attracted to you, and this is why I'm talking to you, mm-hmm. and like I think that helps to be honest like they're like all right like he's being honest he's not like giving some cheesy line i'm like you're gorgeous like what's your name hmm. let's talk and like maybe we'll have sex later if you allow me yeah. <laughs> do you say that whole thing not the sex part but i do say that you're gorgeous what's your name that's how i 
Well, I think that's a revelatory piece of information to like just when you're honest with what you want, girls don't feel used or manipulated. Like, because a lot of guys, like this whole the Neil Strauss and like the mystery method, all this, like the gaming technique is manipulation. It's manipulating girls into wanting to have sex with you or wanting to what do whatever that it is you're you're looking for. Um, and a lot of guys go with that approach where if they just want to have sex, but they feel like they need to convince the girl that that's not what they want. But being honest and upfront and like not hiding that, I feel like it just lowers some lowers some standards. <laughs> but like the girl feels safe. Like and it's weird in a way. The girl feels safer that she's not going to get hurt and like she can, you know, well, this know- guy's upfront with what he wants, so he can, you know, they can be upfront too. Like, oh, maybe I just want to fuck tonight. I mean, they know that you're not, I mean, you're not lying to them. Like, you're right. going to be honest, like, and I think in the long run, like, it would help even if you're going to be in a relationship. At least they know, like, from the beginning, like, you weren't yeah. lying to them. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just not worth it. Like, especially at, like, I can understand if you were 16, 17, 18, like, you never had sex or, like, you, you had it, like, once and you're, like, I really, like, want to have sex and, like, you're, like, I just, I'll do anything to be able to do that and, like, lie to them but, like, at this point in my life, like, it's not worth it. I, like, I don't care enough to, like, yeah. start lying and, like, because eventually they're going to find out I'm going to be, like, an asshole anyway, so. Yeah. Just be an asshole from the start and see if they like yeah. it. Yeah. The difference between Lee and, like, the pickup artist methodology is kind of interesting, I think, because the way you were describing is that it's very different but I think the confidence and the the upfrontness is is the same for both. I guess where Lee differs is instead of thinking, okay, how can I make this girl attracted to me? He like the the method that you use sort of does that, where you just say you are attracted to her, and she's like, oh, that's flattering, and like yeah. that works the same as being doing something like um, I don't know, pretending to be disinterested and all whatever stuff that pickup artists use, it's it's um, it's all for the same cause, I guess. Well, that goes against the idea of demonstrating higher value. Like, making... Because the whole... Like, the Neil Strauss philosophy is, like, you need to make the girl... Like, convince the girl that she's attracted to you, but make her think that she came up with the idea on her own, where you kind of put it in her head. And, like, saying things like, oh, you're gorgeous, and, like, buying them drinks, and, like, just fawning over them, he recommends not doing that because it makes you look like a, an average frustrated chump, or, like, you're you're not like this girl will not have respect for you're not value because she knows she can easily get what she wants out of you but you found a way to do it <laughs> I mean, I, mean like, he, I mean he's right I mean the most important thing is you being confident like if right that's confident yeah, you, that, you have to be confident and you can't care like if you care that you go up to this girl and you hit on her and then you're scared that she's going to say no. If you're scared of rejection, then that's your biggest mistake. Like, you have to go up to her and assume, like, she's going to reject you and you be okay with it. And right. be okay with just talking to somebody else. Like, there are girls that I see and I know 99% that this girl's probably not going to have sex with me. But I'll go I'll up and talk to her. I'll go up because you never know. Yeah. Like, I, like, if they say no, like... I mean, I, I don't yeah. care. A lot like, of people get defeated in their yeah. heads before yeah. they even attempt, and that's like that's stupid. Getting worked up about it, like it's happened to me before many times. Like, oh, that she'd never let me or some bullshit like that. Yeah. But you just go give it a try, and if it doesn't work, who gives a yeah. shit? What What is the downside? I think yeah. I think um, the average guy is probably doing what Lee does, but to like a smaller degree, like halfway of what Lee is talking about, where you're going up to a girl and just saying, "Oh, you're pretty," or "Let me buy you a drink," but you. You're, you're kind of weak about it and you, you're like scared in your own head that she's going to say something and 
like people can sense that in other people when it's just like, oh, this is pathetic. But yeah. if you do it, if you do it all the way, like what Lee is talking about, then I guess that's the demonstration of higher value. It's like, wow, this guy like really knows what he wants and is just saying it. Right. And that's cool. I respect it's that. A courtship ritual, and you're being upfront with your intents to court them. Whereas some people are like, oh, let me just buy you a drink and tell you you're pretty, but like you're not being upfront with what you actually want to get out of it. And like that's why people feel used or don't. Or like women won't like take that person. Well, if it's that a, makes sense. I, also, I think when when you have somebody, when you're just saying stuff to the girl just to like make them like you, and you're not being yourself, you're you kind of like a woman wants to have fun, and like if you're saying stuff just to say it to her, you're not being yourself, and you're like probably not going to be as fun as like you would be. So like by being honest and confident, and just not being afraid, like you're going to be more comfortable, and like they're going to enjoy being around you more right, they're, like, they're gonna want to they're gonna want to yeah. stay and talk to you and not just be like oh this guy's just buying me drinks and he's just saying this shit to he's you not like, they like want to have a conversation just because like they're having fun and they just enjoy Everybody talking just to looking you. for a good time i mean honestly girls <laughs> want to have sex just as much as guys want to have sex it's just like there it is they <laughs> just consequences come <laughs> <laughs> they there's more that they have to deal with there's right? biological yeah. consequences yeah. they may have to deal with <laughs> i can leave and in nine months, I'm not gonna like a child's not gonna come out of me. Like you're gonna, you're gonna have to deal with that. Yeah, you don't have to carry it around for nine months either. So like I understand why they want to guard that gate a little bit and yeah. like have it locked up. Definitely. Well, there's also like the social construct aspect where guys are made out like in the media and movies, TV, whatever, to seem like they're the aggressors for sex, and girls are the ones who have to like decide to give it to them, to like allow them to have it. And well, I think girls who watch too much. TV and movies, yeah. well, like, they think that's how everybody is. Well, a guy in movies who's going around fucking a lot of girls, and it's like, he's the cool guy. Always, he's a cool man. People look up to him and want to be him, and the girl that's doing fucking a lot of guys is like a slut. Yeah. And it's like, piece of shit. I mean, this is what Amy Schumer was trying to kind of combat and train wreck. Like, she likes to go around and fuck a bunch of dudes, like, and she made it look cool for a woman to do that. Like, where usually women are portrayed as sluts for doing that. No one fucking cares if you're having some fun. Like, I don't think you're a slut if you want to fuck. I have more respect for a girl if they're having sex a lot. I think a lot of of it comes from jealousy of other girls. It's like they call their friends sluts because they wish that they could be doing it. No one wants to fuck you, Gina. (laughs) I don't get pissed. (laughs) I just don't care why other people care. What another person is doing? Like, exactly. Why the fuck, do you care if somebody's exactly. having sex with a different guy like every night? Like, why did? Why do you care? Like, if that's what she wants to do, let her do that. It like, comes back to the fucking the rape advocacy group, like being mad at you for making yeah. that joke. Why do other people feel like they need to insert themselves into other know. people's causes? What's the big deal, everybody? I don't know. This might be a little fucked up, but I had this thought yesterday that like all sex is at least a little bit rape. For the Lee, I think it's the least because he's being very upfront. But like any sort of manipulation, like it's not physically forcing someone, but you start playing mind games and it's like you've you've manipulated someone into doing something that they maybe didn't want to do. No, this is like more from a comedy perspective. I don't like really think this is scientific. But like um in in the game, the book with the pickup artist, there's like hypnosis and shit that they use to to like make girls fall for them. How is that? 
how is that better than physically <laughs> overtaking them? And I guess, yeah, just like using your words is just a microcosm yeah. of that. If you're implying mind control, that is a little rapey. <laughs> that's that's what that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I think if you hypnotize a girl into having sex, that might be rape. Yeah. <laughs> right, but how is like singing her really, really uh, passionate song any different? Yeah. Uh, or just being really good, <laughs> being really good with your words and your vocabulary. Right. She's like, "Wow, look at this guy. He like talks well." Convincing her that you would be a good sexual partner by your your behaviors or your your musical abilities or your cooking style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of rapey. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you guys agree with me, right? I mean, I can I can see where you're going with it. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think it's a hundred percent of cases. Oh no, most, no, 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 no. It's, you could maybe say like most courtship rituals are just attempted rapes. Right, right. <laughs> I'm saying that it's like point zero zero one percent of all courtships. Yeah. Tiny bit, tiny bit rapey. That's yeah. All right. I don't. I. I Do think we're topics? we're okay on that. The only other topic. Um, Oh, well, actually, this is something I thought of while we were discussing the Twitter account. Uh, Lee has been trying to get into our fantasy baseball league for a while. <laughs> and uh, you'll like this. Jordan said, well, I was talking to Jordan about it because he's the commissioner. And he was like, oh, if I knew Lee was funny, I would have let him in so long ago. Fucking <laughs> asshole. Yeah. I hate that kid. <laughs> I love and hate him at the same time. You just really want his approval. <laughs> no, I just want to be let into this fucking league. And he's not doing it now, I think, just in despite me. Yeah. Yeah, you'd be a good league member. You know baseball. You meet the Like I'm active. <laughs> you can talk. You can do trade negotiations. You're There's clearly so many do- other factors to get into a league, though. So we gotta like. I gotta like bring Jordan on dates and like you, know, <laughs> you gotta like, court him. Court him. <laughs> get in this league. You should. I'm surprised you haven't been able to because like you're pretty good at that stuff. I know. It's just not falling for my charm. That's the problem. <laughs> Well, I gotta get him in bed. I think that's yeah, that's, that's, that's how you see the deal. Yeah. <laughs> that's where you show your true value. <laughs> so Jordan, if you're listening, we'll have open. <laughs> <laughs> no condoms either, buddy. <laughs>